The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. I have a trio of guests, um, Marcello Miltier, Demetric Ferguson, and Corey Petty. They're all with the Bitcoin Podcast. So I'm podcasting about their podcast uh, with them. It's going to be an interesting call. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Cello, how did you get into the whole Bitcoin ecosystem? So I was uh, I was chilling at a friend's house, and Dimitri just happened to be there. And I guess when you get bit by the, the Bitcoin bug, you, you got to tell everybody. So he told a room full of people, and I guess I was the only one whose ears perked up. So we left that person's house, went back to Dimitri's house, and we just, I think we talked for like hours and hours about Bitcoin. It kind of walked me through it. Uh, I come from a, a marketing background, so the fact that I was a, an early adopter to, to something that was, you could kind of feel was going to be the next big thing was kind of exciting on a, just a, from a marketing level, because it's like not many people have heard about it. Uh, we all know Bitcoin kind of has an identity problem back in the early days, so it was kind of fun to get involved and see how it's evolved. Um, and then, you know, on the flip side of, you know, just from a, a completely trivial point, I just wanted to do something and something that, you know, I could build big bridges and, and make relationships in the industry. And, you know, every week I, I talk to a bunch of people in the industry that I probably have, you know, no business talking to, but the, the podcast kind of affords that opportunity to me. Yeah, that's how yeah. I feel sometimes. Like, you know, I've interviewed Tim Draper and uh, Jonathan Johnson of Overstock.com and you know, I'm like, hey, I'm just this guy sitting here talking to, uh, you know, a billionaire, but why not? Yeah, yeah. he approached me at the time. Teaching. Probably the He's best name you could, so that's awesome. What about you? What's your background? Um, I come from a uh, computational chemical physics background where I was doing, I actually lived with Dimitric in Lubbock, Texas, going to Texas Tech University for a long time. And I got into it from like a distributed computing thing. I st- somehow stumbled upon it. Not sure how, but once I heard, once I caught the bug, I dove full into figuring out kind of the computational aspect of what problem this was solving and where it could go, and got real excited. And I just basically talked to D's ear off a lot, and then he turn in turn talked to Cello's ear off a lot, and um, I just they, they wanted to do a podcast with me, and that was something that was I thought was pretty cool, a good way to kind of reach out, see who's who and what's doing what, and. And I hadn't really contributed much, but had been really interested in everything that was going on. And the podcast was a great way for us to kind of talk to whoever we wanted to and ask whatever questions that I, I had a lot of questions for a lot of people. And 
uh, the mm-hmm. podcast gave me that platform to do it. And over time, we were really clumsy for a long time on how to do it. But we've slowly but surely gained a lot of the skills and workflow to seem somewhat natural to us now. It's, it's been two and a half years. So what was your guys' thought when you started the podcast? Do you think, okay, we'll make a, a whole bunch of money on this? Or was it just, hey, we can ask people questions we've always wanted to ask and that'll inform our own investments better? Like, what was your intent? I think, uh, I think what, can I take this in cello? Or I, or I'll speak for you in a moment and see, see, tell me if I'm right. All right. I want to I say that we came to the podcast in with, with different scenarios in mind. Like, we all come with a different perspective in life and as well as kind of what we wanted out of the technology. My main goal was to learn as much as I could about the people who were doing things and dive into like a at a protocol more technical level. And I I don't I don't want to speak for the two of them, but I know Cello has always wanted to make money off this. Our initial investment into this thing was to do mining. We we mined Litecoin with GPU rigs amongst the three hmm. of us. And um, once that got a bit of annoying in terms of keeping up with the uh, the miner and maintenance and so on and so forth, that we decided the podcast was an easier way for us to contribute in some way and hopefully end up making some money because as this whole community grows in massive adoption, people are going to look for a media source to get information. And we wanted, we wanted to be one of the main media sources for that type of thing. And that's just basically asking people questions and distributing that information to people who are interested. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Oh uh, yeah. To, to, I guess the, to echo that, like that is all true, but uh, I, when we started the podcast, we didn't know like what the format was going to be. Like our format is like we'll, we'll roundtable and then we'll have a guest on. And our first episode, we got someone uh, who was a Bitcoin evangelist in Africa. And when we got done with that episode, I was like, man, we just got done talking to somebody in Africa about a new currency, a new payment system in a country that isn't doing so well with their with their current setup and i just it kind of dawned on me from that first episode the kind of impact that we can make on a global scale but i didn't get in for selfish reasons initially um and i kind of think that we uh, we flourished a little bit because our intentions were kind of foundation upon uh pure intentions uh but then when you see someone making an ico and making 200 million dollars yeah you know kind of kind of want to get a little piece of that so you know i'll be completely honest <laughs> on that front but i think the cool thing about this podcast is um you know we're like planeteers you know like we're we're all kind of cool on our own but when we come together uh our powers combined uh, we, we pre- produce a pretty good product so when i get greedy uh cory kind of reels me in and kind of puts my head back on the swivel and and try to pay attention to the the white noise and just pay attention to the technological advances and the the good that people are doing and then Dimitrik kind of grounds me as well um because he's kind of the same way that you know they they're not in there for selfish reasons and um we all have uh, a unique dynamic and i think you know individually i think we're all smart people but when we come together we have a pretty special product and that's kind of how i view the podcast yeah okay i would second that i'm more of the when I really fully bought into Bitcoin and blockchain cryptocurrency, it was more from a philosophical standpoint and I guess more libertarian of the crew. I like the actual human implications that this technology implies. If it comes to fruition, I don't know. Humans have a way of feeding themselves. Um, and I'm deep on education. Like I was teaching for a long time and I have the show on our network 
where I try and introduce new people and expose people to Bitcoin and Ethereum and just cryptocurrency in general. And that's kind of why I got started. I just wanted to expose this people because I feel like the more people, at least if they know about it, then it's on their conscience. And if it comes to the time for them to make a decision of whether they want Bitcoin or not, at the end of the day, they've been exposed to it so they can make an educated decision. So, Gotcha. How many interviews have you guys done in total so far, you think? 200, 200 plus, maybe? Oh, shit, yeah, because we do block channel interviews, too. 200? What's uh, block channel and unramping? I haven't heard about that. He has a show called Block Channel, a website called Block Channel, where he tries to basically do the same thing, expose people to all of the niche projects going on in the Ethereum uh, community. So, is it just me, or is, is D almost unauditable? Yeah, I, can, I can't hear him. So that may not be even be usable. Yeah. So yeah, what's block channel and what is uh, uh, on ramp? Yeah. So we've we've since we started the Bitcoin podcast, we kind of got our queue backed up a lot, as well as people in the community wanted to try and create a podcast themselves. And um, Stephen Mackey from from Purse was really early listener from us and joined our Slack and was was kind of talked to us a lot and wanted to try and do it himself. So we we helped him build a podcast channel called Block Channel, which he then has started to, to try and grow into various media sources. Um, so he, he is he publishes under our kind of our show. We help him produce that. And since then, we've helped a few other shows um, come onto the networks. So we've, we've grown out into like a, a network of maybe five or six shows. On Ramping wow. with D is um, where D tries to talk to people who have not been exposed to the technology yet, or at least have real beginner level questions and walks them through some of the answers, tries to get them to try and understand that maybe holes or inconsistencies they have with the technology to, to give them a better, make, make them more informed so they can make better decisions about whether or not they want to buy it, how to use it, how to stay secure. And that's been really helpful for at least the reception of it. It's been really good with people who are getting into the space and trying to figure out kind of those simple questions in an approachable way. Okay. What kind of insights do you guys feel like you've gotten from some of the interviews, some of the podcasts? You know, I can tell you, like, for myself, I'll give you one example. Um, so I interviewed a company called Bixin, B-I-X-I-N. They're in China. This is, like, two weeks before the China ban. And I was talking to the lady from Bixin, and, and she said, you know, on the, on, on, off air, she said, on the ground here, uh, China has already banned ICOs. In the news, I know they're just thinking about it, but they've already done it. And I said, oh, really? And stupid me, I didn't do anything with the information, like pull out of the market. Hmm. Um, but I learned something early from doing an interview with her. And sometimes the interviews I do, I get kind of the inside scoop on things. But what do you guys get out of doing this? Like, what do you do with the information you get? And why do you do it? Uh, I, I guess my, my perspective is uh, it's twofold. Uh, one, I like from a, a cultural standpoint, you know, uh, once upon a time, we all woke up at 3.30 in the morning to talk to Imogen Heap. You know, that's kind of surreal. And I'm like, well, what is a Grammy award winning producer or musical artist? What is, what are they going to offer the world? You know, we'll, we'll get a lot of downloads for this episode. So we'll, we'll wake up, but I, I don't really expect much. And then as she got talking, she's, she's talking about completely revolutionizing the music industry, you know, so talk about, you know, a tall order. And then, you know, then we'll talk about, um, we'll kind of go into the dark world and we'll talk to a, uh, a service worker, a call girl, and how uh, her company takes Bitcoin and how her clientele, they kind of have to uh, half on-ramp their clients and then half perform the services, and then they take the Bitcoin and then they transfer it to Fiat, 
and then they fly back home. And like, who else is going to hear that side of the story uh, firsthand from, from somebody other than uh, you're kind of a journalist or you're a podcast interviewer. So I kind of like the experiences uh, uh, much more so than kind of the insider information. Um, but, but to your question, you know, we got to interview uh, Vitalik Buterin's dad, which was pretty cool, you know, so he kind of really? gave us a little inside look on kind of what his son's developing, what kind of uh, companies he's advising. Um, you know, every time someone is putting on a meetup or they have an ICO idea, uh, we're no stranger to exclusive information where they'll break the information on our show. So, um, hmm. you know, it's it's cool, man. I, I would encourage everyone out there. I mean, even if you have like an interest in baseball, just start a baseball podcast or whatever, because you never know. Um, you know, what kind of information you're going to get or what kind of opportunities it'll afford. So it's, it's a very positive experience. Yeah, I'd like to 10,000 foot view of the industry and I can see a lot of the players and where they're going and what they're doing, you know, and I, it's, it's great to make all these connections to people. And it's, I think it's probably one of the best ways to get involved in an industry you could ever get in, you know, because you just talk to so many players. What have you guys gotten from, you know, from doing the interviews? Anything interesting that stands out to you? Yeah, a lot of it was just stuff doing podcasts and talking to these people is you get the information that you can't get online. Um, even when it's like you get the motivation of the, or you could possibly get the motivation of the people you're talking to as well as uh, like the, the way their personality is or how they work. And, and even, even like subtle side hints of potential partnerships that people are going to be working with and all that type of stuff that you just can't get from a website or reading a, a GitHub repository or something like that. And it's, that's been nice to kind of have the human connection of help, at least helping me try and wade myself through all of the craziness that goes on in this space. And what is potential is, is trying to make that human connection and figure out who I would trust or who I feel is capable of, of producing this stuff. Any other insights you guys have? I have insights, but I'm scared that I'm not going to be hearable. <laughs> oh, you sound much better now. I mean, maybe you I do connection, but yeah, it I didn't sound, anything, you sound a lot better. But I'm, I'm just going to talk as if um, I like when we talk to people that are just so heavily credentialed and just extremely intelligent. To me, it feels like sitting and just learning from your favorite professor. I've said that a lot lately, but that's what it feels like. Uh, we had one guy on the show a long time ago who like brought up the idea of dual renaissance and kind of the human experience and what we're going through at the moment. And it feels like we could be in a dual renaissance. Just the great ideas that come from the people that we speak to are just things that you're not going to, you're not going to read about that or see anything out there and leave. It's the great life to, you know, where things could be old and then even more so. All right. We were all good until near the end. Any dream guests that you've gotten that you want to mention or dream ones you want to get that you still haven't gotten? Winklevi. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Winklevi. That's like just about it on my list. And then it goes <laughs> A large <laughs> name, a big name rapper on the show to try and like freestyle on the show about cryptocurrency for the longest time, as well as, you know, huh. people like the CEO of Coinbase, like he just is, refuses to come on our show or like even respond to things. Every time we tweet them to ask them to come on our show, they'll like our tweet, but never respond to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I've learned is, um, you know, in talking to other podcasters, there's guests I'll get. And they go, how'd you get that guy? I said, I don't know. I just asked. And then I'll say to the other people, how'd you get them? And they'll say, we just asked. So I, I just see that certain people respond to certain people and not to others. And I don't know why, but that just seems to be how it goes, you know? 
It's yep. like uh, lightning in a bottle. It's just right time, right place. Uh, we got Andrea from the show three times, and the fourth time he's he's treating us like lepers, and I can't get him on the show again. So I, hmm. you just have to catch him at the right place, right time. He's probably like really busy promoting his uh, second edition of his book, or he's right. you know giving guests. Maybe I just caught him on a slow Sunday. Who knows? So you know you don't really take it personal. You just kind of uh, find the openings and then just you know execute. Okay. I will say Twitter has been invaluable for finding guests. I'd never liked Twitter before, but the, the reaching out to people on there and, and building somewhat of a, uh, a following and communicating there has been really good for finding guests for the show that we want. Instead of you know just answering emails of ICOs, you can just reach out to the people you really want to talk to, and they yeah. tend to respond there pretty quickly. Well, that's great. Well, let's wrap. So I want to tell listeners, and this is not just, self-serving stuff but uh for them to see you guys so they'll be able to see you in person at the conference that i'm putting on uh the bitcoin ethereum and blockchain super conference february 16th to the 18th in dallas texas so you'll be able to come meet these guys and give them a hug or punch them in the face whatever you want to do so you guys will be there and <laughs> podcasting from the location which will be great you know we'll see how that goes so tell, all right, let's tell listeners um you know in case they want to in case they don't yet listen to your show um, how do they find all the shows you guys are involved in? Where do they go? Uh, I would say uh, we're called the Bitcoin Podcast. Uh, so if you type in Bitcoin and podcast somewhere in a search bar somewhere, you're going to find us. Uh, we're Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Hit up the BitcoinPodcast.com. Uh, and like Dee told you and, and Corey, um, if, if your particular interest is Ethereum, we got a podcast for you. If you're into trading, we got a podcast for you. If you're in, if you're new to the scene, we got one for you too. So, a lot of flavors there. And um, join our Slack. We got a pretty good community there. And um, if I'm missing anything else, Corey, D, you can hit us on Twitter at at the BTC Podcast. Guys, well, thanks for coming. I really appreciate it, and thanks for spending the time. I look forward to seeing you in February. See you then. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.